recording stuff I know we just have to like kind of hope we do it at the same time (laughs) I feel like we've done a good job so far I think it's been okay (laughs) well all one time in 24 seconds yes we're mastering the the use of remote podcasting this is the new normal oh god now just how many times have you heard that in the last month as we're getting ready for the new normal. Ah! I actually haven't Kill me really. Now. I haven't really heard that. I've heard oh. social distancing like all the time. And watch your hands. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new drinking game. <laughs> so do you want to tell our listeners what you just told me? Yes. The exciting news as I was getting ready to send this out to um, to Bay to record. I... I looked at how many listeners we had, and uh, we just hit 1,000 listens. So, Woo-hoo! yay! So, thank We're you, every, everybody who's listened. Um, you know, even if you didn't keep listening, if you just gave it a shot, well, you're probably yeah, not still you'll listening. You'll never hear this. <laughs> yeah. Ever. But so we screw thank you. you. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but thank you. That's very yeah. exciting. So this is episode 30. Oh my goodness, right? 30. Yes. Yeah. All right. So and, uh, it's a quarter life crisis or is yes. that 25? Yeah, 25. We're past quarter life okay. crisis. So we're 30 it's years old. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> and um, 30 episodes old. And this is the part I don't get. And I forgot to say. Yeah. Well, I was going to get into that, but you just went with it yourself. I um, stole the thunder. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, I am Jay. And you are. And I am Bay. <laughs> See, we usually <laughs> and this is do the that. part I don't get. Yeah, that's what we do first. <laughs> and we did it backwards. Yeah, whatever. <sighs> How's your quarantine going, Bay? I had a soda today for the first time. Oh, I remember you telling me about it. Very that. long time. And I'm pretty sure I told you, but it, I have like, it, it's it's like I can taste it in my mouth like the craving is so severe um i mean like i because you know we're trying not to like leave the house as if we don't need to so you know we don't have soda we almost never have soda in the house anyway but it's just because like i'm not eating out so i'm I'm not getting that little fix (laughs) and i just was like i need a soda i need a soda so because we always order out on podcast days yep i on recording days I was like, I'm getting a soda tonight. <laughs> and the place that I got only had Pepsi, but it was still something. Better it than nothing. It wasn't a Diet Coke, but it was better than nothing. Did they and have Diet you, Dr. Was... Pepper? No. That's yeah. my number one. Nobody ever has Diet Dr. Pepper, so I'm pretty used to that. But I'll take a Diet Coke. But I got a Pepsi, and um, it was delicious. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. it. I ate all of my Chinese <laughs> food. <laughs> I got Thai. Carton. I broke oh. tradition, kind of, and I got Thai because um, it was like one of the better choices to, for delivery. Yeah, and you got to so. give yourself a good hour or so because I think a lot of people are getting delivery now. Yeah, 
And I ate all of mine as well. Big shock, I know. So, so shocking. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, so I'm tied. full and Good. ready to go. All right. I'm ready. I think I'm, you go first, um, right? Yeah, I guess. Um, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I And you'd think with, um, you know, because I'm not leaving the house, I'm at home, stuck at home, I would have more time to really think about... Um, a topic, but that is not the case. And, uh, you know, as I told you earlier in the week, I've had a few small, slight mini breakdowns this week, <laughs> uh, you know, cause it's, this is week three of not leaving the house really. <laughs> and, um, I've been to the grocery store, like, I don't know, three times. And then I went to work to pick up stuff and that is pretty much it. That was I think like the I, highlight. <laughs> I think yeah, and I've walked my dogs around the neighborhood, but I'm so, this week it really truly got to me. Well, and that's so, the thing. Like, <laughs> even if you have time, that doesn't necessarily mean like you're gonna come up with a good co- topic. Because like, if you just yeah. can't come up with anything, it's just sometimes it's like getting writer's block. Like, it's either there or it's yes. not. You know? Yes. Sometimes, have, sometimes we just get everything. <laughs> I have my special list, my super long list, and it's getting longer and longer, and I keep adding things to it. And I'm like, nope. Oh, like potential topic ideas? (laughs) Yeah, potential topic ideas. So I, you know, went back to um, thinking about a podcast that I've I've talked about on here before. And it was one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. And it's a great podcast um, called Lore. And it's uh, written and created by Aaron Mankey. And um, they even created a show um, on Amazon Prime. Uh, It's like a... I think it's an animated show version of this podcast. And I've talked about it before. Yeah. In the beginning when we did, um, I think it was like our third or fourth episode when we did the doomsday after episode. Yeah. Um, So I've always thought because this definitely happened to me, but like the thing I didn't get this week was why do we, especially as children think that like our toys are alive Hmm. and like why do we you know give them names and you know kind of almost along the lines of the imaginary friend episode (laughs) right and like why do we give such human traits to our pets and other things like that so that's kind of like the theme of my topic today okay so um to quote Aaron Mankey people have a way of being connected to things um of being connected to things to be, be connected to objects yes. um, that we grow to love end quote. So that's probably part of the reason why we as humans experience something called anthropomorphism. Oh, there's and a name. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I always figured you would have known it. No, I've never so, even heard of that. Big word. I'm probably going to like, it's almost like a tongue twister word. So I'm going to like fumble it a couple of times, I'm sure. But anthropomorphism is when you attribute human traits and characteristics or behavior to a God, animal or object. So this is very similar to personification, mm-hmm. but, um, but it's slightly different. So anthropomorphism has ancient roots and ties, of course, to storytelling because most cultures have fables and folklore and stories of anthropomorphized animals as their characters and their stories. And we've right. all heard of those. Like, for example, Winnie the Pooh, you know, is a oh, modern day example of Tigger. anthropomorphism. <laughs> <laughs> and Piglet. Um, 
but there are examples of this in everything from fairy tales, modern literature, religious stories, fables, um, <laughs> movies, TV shows, video games, art, sculptures. Um, and then I was, when I was doing some research for this, I didn't even think about it, but mascots are a perfect example oh, of anthropomorphism. Yeah. Um, because, you know, mo- I would say most mascots are probably animals. Right. Or, um, or, you know, in the Philadelphia Flyers case, we don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or the um the baseball team who knows what that thing is oh the although it's kind of like a creature it's so i guess it would still count right <laughs> it would still count as a as a as an anthropomorphism too i guess because it's like an alien creature type thing um so and then another example that i that i when i was doing research but i didn't even think about it is like the way that we feel about our cars you know, like mm-hmm. we talk to them, like they're people and a lot of people like name them and things like that. And like, you can say like houses and boats are kind of the same way. So possibly the best place to see this take action is children and their toys. So according to psychology today in 2015, a study was published in the journal of cognitive development where British researchers found that young children are more likely to anthropomorphize objects that have human like features like dolls with human faces. So according to Wikipedia, the oldest known toy is thought to be 4,000 years old. And the first record of a toy being referenced as such was sometime in the 14th century. So, so dolls specifically have maintained a universal appeal throughout time. Even in adulthood, dolls have a tendency to be kept around the house. Yes, so I, I would what, know that. <laughs> so if this was the only really thing that I was talking about, I would think that my topic would be a little bit of a snooze. So why am I telling you all of these facts in, in this particular way? Well, let's change the tone of our story. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, I think I see where this is going. <laughs> As is this going towards Annabelle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how did you know? Similar, but not Because the I same. know you quite well. <laughs> <laughs> so... <clears throat> Let's change the tone of the story to a little boy (laughs) and his doll named Robert. Robert the doll is actually a popular tourist attraction in the East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. The doll is about the size of a small toddler and is hand-sewn and filled with straw. The doll is also clothed in a white sailor's uniform. And this doll and the legend that surrounds it is the star of our story today. Da, da, da. Okay, so let's start at the beginning. Thomas and Minnie Otto were a prominent family that lived in Key West, Florida in the, in the late 1800s. Okay. Uh, in 1898, they built their really big house and moved into their new home on Eaton Street in Key West, Florida. A few years after that, they had a son, and their son's name was Robert Eugene, oh, but they called him Gene. So he only ever went by his middle name. Okay. When Gene was young, he was given a doll. Now, I heard two different versions of this story. Uh, On Lore, he was talking about how, you know, because they were so rich, they had a lot of uh, servants and maids and cooks and caretakers. And he was saying that Robert had, or I'm sorry, Gene had this Jamaican maid 
um, slash caregiver slash nurse that cared for him and traveled with them and loved him. And therefore she gave him this doll as a present. But in all the other places that I've read and researched, it sounds like um, the doll was given to him by his grandfather um, on his birthday. Um, so the doll, Robert, is, is like this special doll from Germany. So whoever gave him this doll, he got this doll. So um, <laughs> he got it. Um, I'm not sure which one is true, but he got this doll. So Gene loved this doll. And he took it everywhere with him. Um, sometimes Gene even wore his own sailor outfit um, so that he could look like the doll. And of <laughs> course, to make it even better, Gene named the doll after himself and called it Robert, which is, of course, his actual first name. Mm-hmm. So the doll had its own chair at the dining room uh, table. It, at the end of the night, Robert would sleep with him. He would take the doll with him everywhere into town when they traveled, et cetera, et cetera. So far, not so weird. So this is where <laughs> the legend portion of the story is going to start. And you're going to have to decide for yourself what is fact and what is fiction. Um, because, of course, as most legends and stories go, it's hard to tell which is which. So... Not long after he got Robert, Gene's parents would often hear him talking in deep conversation when Gene was actually alone. And they figured that he was talking to his doll, like he was playing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, again, isn't that weird. But they would hear, like, Gene talking in his regular voice to Robert. But then they would hear a second voice replied back. (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't Gene just doing another, like, pitch? Well, the parents thought that that is what it was. But they still noted that it was a little weird. You know, that, like, (laughs) it was, like, a deeper, sterner voice than than Gene's sweet little... I'm gonna have nightmares. (laughs) ...little boy voice. So so Gene's parents assumed um, that this was just him um, playing make-believe, like a game at first. But eventually they started to get more worried and second guess their original assumptions. So once the mom like came into the room suddenly to kind of surprise Gene and they found Gene like cowering in the corner um, of the room and then the doll was sitting there, Robert, the doll was sitting there in a nearby chair. And she said that it looked almost like the doll was glaring at the boy. Yikes. So weird things started to happen. And then Jean would blame Robert for the things that were happening. So, for example, like the parents would wake up to Jean screaming in the middle of the night and the furniture in his bedroom would be turned over and thrown around the room. Jean's toys were often found like broken. They heard laughter and giggling and voices in other rooms when Jean was supposed Mm -hmm. to be in bed. Dishes and silverware were found on the floor clothing was found shredded and also on the floor they found bedding in one of their many guest rooms disturbed and pushed off to the side and um their you know many staff members were also becoming kind of suspicious and they were starting to be locked out of the house at night mysteriously Mm -hmm. 
So sometimes the servants were blamed for these things because, like, there were messes being left behind. And so they had a lot of turnover with the staff as a result. So the parents were were reportedly strict and would punish Gene and um, for all, like, the things that had happened when they did believe that it was his fault. So visitors came to the house and they claimed to have seen the doll blink. Ew. (laughs) And they heard... They also heard laughing in other rooms um, uh, of the house while they were inside. When they were outside, they claimed that they had seen the doll moving in upstairs windows. Servants said that they found that they would find Robert the doll in a completely different room from where he had just been left shortly before. Almost as though he had gone there himself. Sometimes (laughs) people would hear like little footsteps, like little like child footsteps um, when there was really no reason for them to be hearing that. So one of Jean's great aunts thought the doll was cursed and did believe that the doll had something, you know, menacing about it. And then they, she told the family that they should really just get rid of the doll. So they put Robert in a box and they put it in the attic. And the next night the aunt was found dead in her bedroom. Really? apparently so um the aunt was old she was elderly uh, but the family was still kind of freaked out so they took robert down from the attic and then returned the doll to gene the next day so gene grew up you know and he became a painter and he traveled throughout europe and married a um an accomplished pianist And then after his parents died, he ended up living in the house with his wife after his parents died. And it was said that his wife hated this doll and um, had the doll, had Robert put back up in the attic. Um, I lost my spot. Sorry. Um, so I've been like, why don't you throw it away? <laughs> I know. I don't You're understand the magical power of the attic. Um, like why that makes things go. Away. I don't know. Maybe because unless they it, were going to give it to their kid or something. I wouldn't want to do that myself. I know. <laughs> um, so the wife hated the doll, and Robert was locked up in the attic, but was found in the house even after it had been put up in the attic. So it was it like almost like someone had let Robert out. <laughs> Jean eventually passed away in 1974, and then the legends even goes further, saying that his wife was driven insane by Robert, and it led to her committing suicide two years later. Now, I do not believe that part. I don't really believe that um, the wife was driven mad by Robert. I don't believe um, that you know uh, the whole aunt story part either. But you know. I've looked into it and I haven't been able to find the correct answers. <laughs> the house was sold to a new family. The new family found the doll in the house because the doll was left behind. They packed it up and moved it yet again to that attic. You know, the uh, special He location. doesn't like it there. Don't they realize this? <laughs> Maybe they try the basement next. So they claim to have experienced footsteps, unexplainable items left in a mess, giggling, etc., just like the previous claims. And the family's daughter even goes as far as to say that the doll tried to attack her at some point. Now that, again, I also do not believe. Uh, I think that's more legend and or like urban legend than and myth rather than fact. 
the last straw, no pun intended because he's filled with straw, <laughs> was when they heard laughter in their room at night, this new family, and they turned on the lights and saw Robert the doll in the room with a kitchen knife in his hand. Oh, Lord. So eventually the family uh, who last owned Robert did donate him to a local museum, the East Martello okay. Museum in Key West, where he stays to this day and he's a popular tourist attraction. So um, there are pictures of him online. We will not be sharing these pictures on our Instagram or Facebook. And I will tell you why. Because apparently... <laughs> If you take a photo of Robert without asking permission, terrible things happen to you. And all this bad luck follows you around. So the museum, on a daily basis, gets letters from people writing to Robert the doll, apologizing (laughs) for taking his photo. Um, So... I'm going to post at least a, a one, like an example of a letter that was sent to the museum and I'll, I'll post like a, a, an artsy version, like a drawing or cartoon of Robert, but not the well, real Well, I mean, Robert. if we didn't take the photo, I don't okay? know. What, well, I guess you don't want to take any chance. I don't know what the Robert rules clearly are holds here. grudges. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the rules of. Um, I mean, we're doing a podcast about him. He's not going to like that either. I know. <laughs> I know, but we're sorry, Robert. This way we'll bring more people to him hopefully and give him a little more attention (laughs) um but robert is just one of many dolls and toys that have been uh believed to be cursed um some people think that it has something to do with voodoo um other people think that it's absolutely nothing i think it's probably (laughs) a mixture of the two but i think that Gene loved this doll and anthropomorphized him and carried him around with him. And I think that it's definitely possible that Gene could have been a mischievous child and blamed the doll on it, much like a, you know, uh, imaginary friend, like we talked about in an earlier episode. I don't think that the wife killed herself. I don't think that the, um, or I don't think that she, she was, did anything to herself because of the doll. And I don't think that the aunt died. I definitely think that at some point the family was like, all right, let's get rid of this doll because he seems to be, you know, you're blaming him for everything and let's just get rid of him. But, you know, clearly that didn't work out. Right. So, so that is the end of my topic. Was that um, what Annabelle was based off of? So no, Annabelle is is actually um, doesn't look anything like the doll in the movies. If you've seen the Annabelle series, yeah, um, I think there's there's definitely at least two movies, or might even be three. And yeah, Annabelle looks like a Raggedy Ann doll, um, and she's like made out oh, of okay. fabric and she's stuffed and she has like the yarn red hair, and she was owned by like some nursing students in like the 60s maybe 70s and um they believed that like the doll was being used as like a demonic or evil thing so the um the warrens took annabelle and and the doll is supposedly annabelle is in their I guess what you I guess you call it a museum of like cursed objects, but Lorraine Warren just died this past year. 
So I don't know oh, wow. if that place still exists. She had many followers and she had a daughter. So I'm not sure if it's still alive or it's not still alive, or if it's still there, but I could not even imagine having the duty <laughs> to go through <laughs> those things. I mean, oh, I mean, if no. you have even an inkling of a belief in anything superstitious. I know, I would need an exorcism or Well, something. they apparently, they had a priest come every single month to bless that, that house. Every, because it was well, in they... their house. <laughs> and that's even like, that is literally too close to home. <laughs> so they would like take these objects to kind of, you know, keep them safe so that the people wouldn't tamper with them or, you know, I don't know, let the demons out, if you will. And they had it in this big room in their house. And you can see that in the last movie, which was a terrible movie. But I still saw it probably <laughs> at least twice. And then they would have the, a priest come and bless the house and especially that room every single month. But I just can't even imagine if like if I was their executor of their will, I'd be like, please, like mom or auntie Lorraine. Do not leave <laughs> me in charge of this. You know, give it to one of your, I your know. followers. Don't let me, don't let that thing near me. <laughs> I'm good over here. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I guess it makes sense that kids anthropomorphize things that look like them. Because it's very... Not even just kids, okay? I still, <laughs> I don't talk to my animals, but like... I, I still feel like like if I threw one on the floor, I would feel bad. Like if <laughs> like I was hurting it, you know. I've definitely felt that way before when like as an adult, and you see it in like in like Toy Story three, like the 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 that's that particular one, Toy Story three, where where Andy's toys get brought to the daycare center. Oh God, I, so, I, I was bawling at that part. You're so sad for them. And you're like, this is an animated movie. Like, let's like, get <laughs> a grip, you know? And, uh, but like when you're an adult and you're going through that, you're like, let's get rid of these things. And like, you'll either donate them or throw them away. And you feel bad. I like legit feel I bad. Know. Like they have feelings and it's weird. But I think it's just like, that's why I hold on to some of my stuffed animals. I shouldn't be admitting yeah, that. But but, <laughs> but they have a lot of it from these studies, it sounds like, because they have faces, they have humanoid shapes. Yeah, you can relate. And a lot of them, you've given them names and things and like that. And they're cuddly. And then you have positive memories associated they, with them. And I think the smell, too, if they have a certain, like, smell, like, a, you know, it smells like your room or your bed yeah. or your family. Like a memory. It's comforting mm -hmm. if you're away from home or something, mm -hmm. too. But who knows how evil Robert truly is. Yeah, I don't know what happened with Robert. I think he was pissed <laughs> that he had, he was stuffed with straw. I don't think that was very. Well, I think that's just That's gotta how be itchy. He was <laughs> and he was like i don't like my name maybe it was the sailor outfit that Robert. did it for him <laughs> yeah like, get me like, out of this you. outfit and then you, so clearly you can they see, pissed somebody he has like dead. a little like and it's interesting because robert the doll has his own toy and it's like this little stuffed lion i'm scared to even look him up you yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can see it it's it's a weird it, he's old like he's like a hundred years old this doll almost well actually yeah he is a hundred years old he's pissed off about it's something amazing. i'm i'm curious about like their family heritage there must have been some sort of somebody with unfinished like business that passed away or something and then maybe i don't know 
went into this dog. Well, they were also considering <laughs> on the podcast I was listening to that because they had a lot of multicultural staff members. Maybe it was like a belief system that like, for example, I don't think the family believed in voodoo, you know, but there might've been yeah. some like, you know, they might've overheard something as being an explanation for it. And they're like, Oh, that must be it. You know, kind of thing. What is he? His face looks messed up. Oh, it's just holes in his face. Oh, you're Googling it. It. He's just, it, yeah. I'm telling, it's just, he's so old that it's like cloth. It kind of looks like, oh, it looks almost like styrofoam. Yeah, but he's cloth and the cloth around his face has kind of like been eaten away over time. Yeah. So it almost looks like Robert has like pimples. Robert did it. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a book. You can buy little Robert dolls, little replica Robert dolls. And that actually, I think, is the picture that I found to go up on Instagram is a picture of of the replica, not him. But man, there's a guy posing with him. He's got balls. You can go to the museum and buy your own souvenir of of Robert. Take it home with you. Fun. Yeah. We should go. When you know, <laughs> I would love to go to Key West. I don't know if this would be on my list. I'm a little too oh, superstitious. Well, well, you know, you just don't get your picture taken, or don't take his picture, not without asking permission. Yes. So what was? Oh, there's a movie, The Curse of oh, Robert, 2015, and there were multiple. <laughs> oh goodness. So what was your topic? What did you not get this week? So um, so I was inspired by, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, well, actually, you're the one who suggested it, um, uh-huh. the Tiger King documentary um, on Netflix. Um, so, well, I guess for those of you who don't know, um, it's basically a documentary series about <laughs> a gentleman named a renamed Joe Exotic. <laughs> that a gentleman. I sound like you. A gentleman named Joe Exotic, as he calls himself. He is a. He owns this uh, kind of backyard zoo, and um, where he's you know has all these tigers and and cubs, and you know he's taking people to get pictures, and then he's gets into a, a big. Um, very uh publicized uh yeah i, I guess say so. dispute <laughs> with this with this uh this woman who is a calls herself like a um a she, she owns a sanctuary for um tigers and big cats she's part of big cat rescue carol baskin and they um they basically are you know they're kind of trying to shut the other one down and um, then we kind of, you know, they dig a little further and find out there's some murder for hire stuff and then possible, you know, uh, murdering of of, a, of Carol's husband and just so much craziness. And it's like a dark tunnel that, you know, or just, it's all train wreck that you can't look away and you're like, wow. Um, I, I loved it because it's like, it's one of those where like no one's a good guy, no one's a bad guy necessarily. Like everyone's hands down up somehow. one of my favorite documentaries <laughs> I've ever watched. Uh, yeah, I think I think um, <laughs> something I saw on online um, was like I think the favorite, the only one that people liked was the campaign. Oh, yes, <laughs> the libertarian. 
He was like the most like, normal one. So yeah, the one who like he found. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, he he. He worked yeah, at he, Walmart. Like, he met him at like a gun he store, and he's like, "Oh, you want to be like every week?" Or Walmart? I'm yeah. like, "You're selling this guy guns yeah. every week, and that's anyway, not a red flag." <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, no, he even said, "I knew he was that shit crazy." That was my favorite line. I knew he was crazy the minute I met him. But um, so my, I guess what I don't get this week is how is it legal for people okay. to own exotic animals the okay. way that Joe Exotic did? So. Um, my sources were bustle.com, Newsweek, <laughs> Oxygen.com, people.com. Yeah, it was, it, there's a lot of articles because yeah, apparently I'm not the only, only one with this question. Um, so exotic animals refer to big cats. I, I keep hearing Carol Baskin's hey, voice Cole every time I see kittens. the word big cat with her big cat rescue. <laughs> yeah, she's. <laughs> Exactly. Like she's so calm Especially when she talks about her, her husband potentially. Even when she's talking about I know. <laughs> I couldn't have put him in our meat grinder. It's too Weird. small. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like, okay, can we at least pretend to be upset about him? I know. Like she could give a shit. But anyway, exotic animals are big cats, bears, wolves, primates, and some reptiles. Um but mostly, you know, most of the articles I found were more focused on tigers. <laughs> and so um, you have to say it like that the whole rest <laughs> of the story. So <laughs> big cats. <laughs> so um, there, so um, there are between five thousand and ten thousand tigers in captivity in America. But meanwhile, there are less than yeah, four thousand left so in crazy. the entire wild in the world. So that's why they are considered endangered. Um, but surprisingly, there's there's actually no federal law that prohibits ownership of even wildlife, if it's endangered exotic wildlife. Um, okay, correct. <clears throat> um, so there are they do have a few there are a few more things put in place for endangered, um, but I'll get to that. Um, so the governing bodies are that kind of that look out for these animals or don't really are the. U.S. Department of Agriculture and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Um, the USDA only enforces laws regarding breeding and exhibition. Um, but this is uh, the only federal law is called the a- Animal, we- uh, Animal Welfare Act. That's a little outdated. Six. And basically this requires, yeah, right. I mean, there's been some updates, but uh, amendments and things, but it requires a permit, which is basically, from what I read, pretty simple to get. You're filling out a piece of paper um, and kind of just I saying, wanna own a hey, tiger. I want to <laughs> own a, a tiger. She a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> she a tiger, <laughs> as Cat Williams would say. <laughs> so um, it did say that they sure. make unexpected um, visits to do inspections to make sure they're in compliance, but I don't know how know, you would right? manage all of those you know all these people um so that's the only federal um, law and then there's also um like you were asking about the endangered species act of 1973 and that really only prohibits harm or killing Hmm. of endangered species so um nothing about like owning them or breeding them or anything like that now um it does vary by state um, you know, it's kind of more like it's up to the states what they want to do. So, um, the, 
currently Alabama, Wisconsin, North Carolina, and Nevada have absolutely no laws. Um, and that, so this basically allows citizens to own whatever they want and however, <laughs> however they want. I don't know why I wrote that. That must have been somebody else. Copy words. and paste. Um, and like I said, <laughs> I, yeah, right. <laughs> and it's also, like I said, it's legal to breed these animals as well. Well, um, that now you can, if you want to become like an actual zoo, then you're accredited by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums, and they impose certain minimum standards of care, and they don't allow any contact with so the no, public, which yeah, is not, he, you know, Joe Exotic's thing was was not considered a zoo. I mean, oh, he really? might have called it, it that. I don't remember what he called it. Because he did a lot of um, petting so that people would touch them. Right. Yeah, so, well, he might have called it a zoo, but it definitely one. couldn't have been um, approved by the oh. um, Association of Zoo and Aquariums. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a back, it's a backyard zoo, if you will. <laughs> yeah, so um, there are, I, I noticed it kind of like, I think the more liberal states tend to have more oh my goodness. Uh, laws regarding the guessed. animal welfare. <laughs> um, and what a shock. Yeah, so Mer. Um, I'm, I'm proud to say that Maryland bans all exotic animal ownership. <laughs> so ain't nobody having a taiga up in Maryland, the okay? The state is so small. So don't you worry be, about it. Oh, um, kind of scared. <laughs> yeah, and they'd be running into D.C., you know. I didn't look up if, if D.C. Oh. I, don't, I don't think D.C. was on there, actually. Um, so, and then there's there's some that say you, you like us that say you ban it all together. There's some that say you could do whatever you want, and there's some in the middle that's like, well, you have to like follow these regulations or get like these permits. So it's kind of varies, but it, again, it's still, um, you know, it still really depends on where you live. Um, so the you know, so I you know, a lot of articles were like, well, how can we stop this or how can we change it? And of course, what came up was <laughs> the Big Cat Public Safety Act that yep. Carol Baskin was really pushing. Um, I, it's so sad, but like now it's got like a bad taste in my she's mouth. So strange because you know anything. I feel like anything. I know, and it's like she initially like got these yeah, cats she got from them as pets. Know, Costa Rica or somewhere, and then she created like, your map. I don't know, right? And, it, and then she kind of at like, a certain point they prove that she was promoting caring for large animals. She even made a video of a how-to care for um for tigers and large cats, and and she you know wanted them as pets, and she originally was okay with it i mean i would have to assume she would be okay with it because Mm -hmm. in the documentary you know she's creating these how-to tutorial videos of how to properly care for large animals such as tigers yeah so it's like unless she's doing it for yeah. other people with like a sanctuary but i mean maybe she took um, a turn maybe she changed and that was her another opinion thing that I... somewhere down the road yeah, maybe and was she... like no yeah. i don't want to do this I like... anymore i want to save them instead of you know just having them as pets but it is hard to like you yeah. said to be totally on anyone's side for anyone that's involved in that documentary except for the campaign manager yeah. <laughs> and like as as crazy as joe exotic was 
for some reason, Carol Baskin, well, not for some reason, Carol Baskin scares me more because she's like, like she, I feel like she was able to get away well, with it. She has it, a right? lot of money. She you has know, a Joe lot Exotic of influence. An idiot, you know. And she clearly has yeah, a that very too. large social that media too. presence. So she has a lot of followers. And then she has all of those right. workers working for her for free. Oh, and I was looking at her website. So that was another thing that I didn't get is, is this a true oh, yeah. sanctuary? Like what is a state, like what makes it a sanctuary? Um, Cause I was like, well, maybe she's just calling it that. Like those other, wasn't that other, that one guy called his like a rescue and it was clearly just a, another backyard zoo type thing like Joe exotic. But so uh, this was from her website. So I don't know if it's true, but she, it says big cat rescue has been a, 501c3 okay. nonprofit entity since 1995. The two primary Donations, sources of revenue to support the cats and the educational activities yeah, are the revenue from yeah. the educational tours and donations from caring individuals, corporations, and foundations. So she says, like, you know, it's most of the people there yeah. are. Well, she said on the document that she doesn't getting pay her paid, workers because so. they'll do it for free. That's what she says. And I mean, yeah, it, it did seem a little hard. Worded it that way. It, I mean, <laughs> I, I am certain. Like even the National Zoo um, works on volunteers too. I mean, they have paid employees, but like the 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 no, yeah, but, but I'm the sure Washington, they don't make the DC Zoo. Money. I know someone who volunteers there um very frequently in their birdhouse, and she was telling me like they really do need volunteers to help them run as smoothly as they do. And I can totally believe that a nonprofit sanctuary would need to rely at least somewhat on people coming in to see the animals because how else are they going to get the money to feed them? Right. 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 Yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah, like a lot of like, um, you know, places that give tours and stuff that even though that's not their main purpose it's like that's how they stay in business so um and then so the (laughs) oh so back to the big um cat safety act that's actually (laughs) that's pending in in congress right now um it would prevent the breeding and private ownership of big cats as well as the interaction with um the cats in the public so I, I'm wondering, I don't affect that. I yeah. can't imagine how this documentary is going to impact that. I, yeah, I can see, you know, I know I can see it kind of, I'm sure she got a lot of, yeah, who knows? It could have just followers and probably lost a lot from this. I actually, well, I was on her website and she has this whole page about like <laughs> what was wrong with the Netflix documentary series. Like, like, well, this, these are the people they didn't interview. Yeah, interview and everybody. And then she tried to, um, yeah, and then she tried to, like, uh, discredit, like, the people they interviewed, like, the the woman that was. Uh, yes, her. It her was, like, the assistant or the receptionist secretary. lady that was. Her, yeah. her quote, unquote, missing husband's Yeah, secretary. yeah. Yeah, she was, like, well, it was, like, definitely, I feel like she could get, like, slander charges, I feel like, because she was, like, well, she was. Um, she was wow. caught like embezzling like $60,000 and blah 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 and it just sounded so like just it just went on and on it just sounded very uh, almost kind of like 
more like Joe Exotic, just mm. like defensive and like just this rant. And to me, it made her look worse. But, <laughs> I mean, if he ain't got nothing to hide, then yeah, I'd be like, I didn't do it, you know. But I mean, well, I heard that they were investigating her further after okay. the documentary came out. That Florida authorities were looking into oh, really? potentially you know, opening the case or trying to find new evidence. I don't know how accurate that is. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I don't know what they're going to I mean, find I don't after think 20 years. The case or yeah. anything like that, but I think that they're considering doing something. Yeah. Oh, Maybe like even just like a reevaluation of the facts and evidence. Ooh. Who knows? Because I think the case is, is technically, I think it is still open because, right. you know, they didn't find a body. The part that I found to be the most chilling yeah. was uh, the fact that, you know, you know, well, after five years, uh, legally, someone can be, um, you know, declared dead if they don't have any evidence of them declared being alive dead. whatsoever, right. even if there is no body. <laughs> and, you know, you would assume right. that someone would feel kind of bad and, uh but and wouldn't want them to be declared <laughs> dead she waited till no. the day after one day I mean, after five years life... she's like okay let me sign the i don't necessarily fault her for, <laughs> for a... trying to take the money but um because if that is her if it is a little weird that she, she did had a <laughs> that she didn't wait till her the day like you, you know but, she did um, <laughs> but like that doesn't really I mean it's a lot of money to just leave sitting there so I, I'm not shocked that she wanted to claim the, the estate yeah. and things like that um, but the thing that I found to be weird was that yeah. there was absolutely no grave marker for him thing. at all there was no funeral there was no service that is the weirdest part yeah. is that even if you were even if it was That's a bad marriage, which it sounds like it wasn't a great one. And if someone cheated on you or, you know, did terrible things, like you just have to assume that there would be some sort of a grave marker or ceremony I mean, of some kind. I don't know. Right. And for a man to get a protective order against a woman, like, Especially from what they say, this guy. Well, don't be like, sexist. That's it's got to be pretty bad. <laughs> I would think. No, no, I know, but in in general, you know, like that is true because you know men get that embarrassed by that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, oh, you got to protect your wife. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, they were in Florida. Especially in what? Where were they? Alabama? No, they were in Florida. <laughs> oh, I thought they were Alabama. Oh, that was Joe Exotic. Oh, okay. Well, still. <laughs> yeah, so I was, I wished I could find more information about, you know, more, more maybe political reasons of why. Yeah. I mean, I guess it goes back to the yeah. whole, like, mm-hmm. owning guns and things like that. It's my right and the yeah, state. Yeah, I can the, see that connection. The government can't tell me what to do. Um, but I wasn't sure if there was some sort of from, financial From the way that and, documentary made it sound, you know, it sounds like these animals, animals are a huge burden. And I can only imagine that, I mean, if they're eating yeah. thousands of dollars worth of food on a weekly basis, like, I just can't imagine owning an animal that would 
need that I much know. money. I don't even want to own a big dog because of that very same reason. Like, I, I don't want to pay the vet. The vet <laughs> I know. And I the amount of shit you have them. to My dog up? is eight pounds. So, you know, and it's. Yeah. <laughs> I... <clears throat> Keep it small, folks. But um, so. So to end things on a little bit of a lighter note, um, I, I looked up celebrities who have um, okay. exotic animals or weird pets and found a little list. So um, Nicholas Cage no. has an octopus and two cobras. How does someone get into the octopus trade? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he said the octopus... I have no idea. He said the octopus would help his acting. He wasn't inc- he wasn't clear on exactly how that was probably I feel like that was just a stupid joke but um, Reese Witherspoon has pet yeah, donkeys because, I mean, you can find donkeys which is on not a, that on crazy a farm a uh, to me they're just like a horse's cousin yes um, Kristen Stewart's mom raises wolf dog hybrids the celebrity describes one named Jack as really sweet and she says he. <laughs> He falls at her feet. Of course, they made a, a Jacob <laughs> reference from Twilight. <laughs> um, <laughs> George right. Clooney pigs... had a 300-pound pig oh, named Max. No. Pigs can be found <laughs> on He unfortunately farms, passed away after 18 years. They are. They're, they're loud. I, yeah, but uh, Leonardo DiCaprio um, has a sulcata tortoise which was 10 years old when DiCaprio bought him in 2010, wow. can easily live to be 80 and can grow to 200 I'm a little pounds. surprised at I mean, what's that he's going to do with the you know, He's such an environmentalist, I would assume. Oh, maybe he did. Maybe well, he maybe did. he rescued it. Well, let's pretend. Let's pretend. Yeah, you're right. He should be against that shit. Although, yeah. Probably. Um, hey, that tortoise is living a way better life now than he was in the wild, well, I'm sure. <laughs> um... Paris Hilton, big shock, has a what's pet that? Kink- um, it kind of looks in this picture. Okay. Kind of looks like a like a lemur, but like and does it have really big like eyes? a cross between a lemur and okay. a possum or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a South That's American sad. tree dweller. <laughs> oh, it bit her once and sent her to the ER. <laughs> she did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah baby, baby love. love is his name good job baby love um oh <laughs> l-u-v okay um audrey hepburn had a she had a um, deer a fawn named pippin it was one of her uh, yeah it was one of her um co-stars oh. in a movie called green mansions the animal trainer suggested she take the baby deer home so it would be comfortable working with her. The two were together That's so like much. That's Hepburn was its mother. Oh! <laughs> but but then it got... I wonder where its real mother was. Oh, and of course, Justin Haley. Bieber and his little... Uh, his wife. Um, oh, no, but... Well, he, he... Oh, yeah, I was like, wait, what? Um, oh. But uh, he had See, a pet monkey. It was a it was a birthday gift from um, rapper Jamal Ma- Malimal Rashid. Um, too bad this this capuchin named OG 
Malley was detained in Germany during Bieber's tour because the paperwork to legalize him wasn't done. I remember hearing about that. <laughs> yeah. And of course, uh, Mike Tyson with his tiger. Um, he, he actually came out after the documentary and said he, after Does the he still tiger thing, he, he regrets owning tigers. One. That's a good PR. I mean, uh, who in their right he, he mind did own wouldn't one, But he doesn't oh anymore. God. They're the and rats in the sky. Who, who wouldn't at this point, I know. if you were like a celebrity <laughs> that owned a tiger, just to save face, even if you didn't believe it, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. I know, I'd be like, I oh, I didn't see know. them all I'd saying like, that at this point, because otherwise you look like a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, um, Megan okay. Fox had a Vietnamese Aww. hot belly pig named Smalls. That's cute. Smalls. <laughs> oh, she no longer eats pork now. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what oh, she's a such a kind genius soul. over here. Uh, Char- Charlie Sheen once owned a Chinese okay. water dragon, which he named Hopper yeah. Jr. Kind of looks like an iguana. I don't know, but cooler. Um, let's see. Um, it says Usher. It seems that a plain ordinary dog isn't enough for the celebrity. At a 2012 charity gala, Usher outbid Gossip Girl actress Jessica Zor for a coveted golden doodle puppy, paying twelve thousand dollars for oh, okay. a golden retriever poodle mix. Oh, it was for charity though. At least that's for a good thing. Um, let's see, Kim Kardashian. 2009, she was criticized for posting pictures of her rented chimp Susie within days of a Connecticut oh, woman like being mauled by a crazed chimp. The one that was oh, in the, the, the um, Old Navy commercial. The, you remember a very long time ago, they used to have a monkey in, oh. in those commercials, and that yeah. monkey literally ripped a woman's face off. And then I think she was one of the first people to have face transplant surgery. <laughs> <laughs> and they still are working with the animal. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know if that's the same incident. Man, that, that's interesting. I should look that up. Space Ripper Monkey. Uh, Steven Tyler had a uh, raccoon. I think that they're... Domesticated uh, raccoons can be know. as they friendly as friendly. dogs. I yeah. had there's I found like an old but black and white nasty. photo of like a from like a hundred years ago of a of a um relative of mine that had a raccoon as a pet. <laughs> yes. Really? <laughs> um Tori Spelling has a pet chicken. Oh gosh. Um, I'm they've sure been it's known the chicken alike. Too. But this doesn't look like a chicken. It looks like it's like a white feathery chick like not I'll have to post a picture but it's very it it kind of looks like I can't even it looks like it, it yeah, could be no, I uh, mistaken for like a, a duster or something like that kind of fluffy. Yeah. Um, Nicole Kidman has a alpaca. That's not that weird. That's the end of your list. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. That's, that's well, my topic. I'll have to. That's the end of it. I'll have to. Do well, you of know course, of any the, other? the most famous yeah. one is probably Michael Jackson with Bubbles. He had that chimpanzee named Bubbles. 
I don't oh, know. Yeah. I have no Did, idea. Didn't that attack I hope not. Though. Poor little bubbles. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting well, all the that was a pretty good one i I actually did wonder myself (laughs) i was like how is this legal for them to own the animal um aside from all the other crazy things that were happening it is just i know like i just always assumed it was totally illegal unless you it sounds like it's just a sanctuary or like a real zoo all right well yeah but yeah, we hope you guys are surviving <laughs> Take care the quarantine of and staying safe and give them give them away to yes. a sanctuary where they Hide can be properly tigers. cared for. Um, yes. Oh, if you need um, organizations to support our Panthera, okay, a conservation organization dedicated to stopping poaching, animal the Animal Welfare Institute, World Wildlife Fund, or Wildcat Sanctuary. So, yeah, if you want to donate. Wildcat. You know, I would suggest those. All right. Well, I will post Facebook. some pictures. Please check us out on This yes. is the Part I Don't Get on at Instagram. If you have any other topics, I'm sure our minds are wandering while we are stuck at home. Feel free to email us at thepartidontget at gmail.com. And then yeah. Jay will post some stuff on Facebook. But this is the part I don't get. All righty. Yeah. See you and later. We'll see you all in two weeks. Bye.